0: Welcome to another episode of the Turn and Talk podcast. We have a special guest today who has been a teacher, a writer. uh, She's an advisor as well as a publicist. She's got a ton of experience in all of these fields, and we are very lucky to have her share some of her perspectives on letters today. A very interesting topic uh, to me. So welcome. How are you?
1: Thank you so much. Yes, I'm doing fine. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your perspectives today and taking the time. I would love to hear your story. What do you do and uh, what's been your journey like in, in all of these fields that you've been a part of?
1: Really, I've always been about words. Words are hugely important to me. What's going on right now is that I'm launching a letter series. It'll go out twice a month. There are letters that are based on destinations and their cultures, everything within that um, within that site. My, my goal now is to be writing from Morocco this fall. Um, just essentially the point of, of my company, Chronicler X, is one is huge inclusion. And the other is I always felt like with travel columns, what was missing is anything that felt personal. And I always felt like I'm in Santorini and you're not. And, and so what I wanted was to create essentially travel column that's a letter so that's what i'm working on now
0: sounds good and how did you get to that how did you uh what was your journey like in becoming a writer
1: uh you know honestly i don't remember even as a little girl i wrote letters so um and i'm i'm glad my mother taught me how to write thank you letters (laughs) so and and i always liked writing essays in junior high i mean all the things that you weren't supposed to talk about you know, you you weren't supposed to be happy to write an essay, but um, I always I always loved it. And then, you know, as time went on, I became a publicist for a record company, and then um, you know reviewed art and um, basically everything having to do with words. And then when I moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico, I worked for an artist cons- I mean an author consultant. So I reviewed um, I reviewed manuscripts with the idea that they weren't quite ready for publication and advised on that and i um, trying to think there was there was something else oh I also reviewed uh, movie scripts for a producer in Los Angeles um, saying yes make a movie don't and here's why etc etc et so just a general love of
0: words sounds super cool um, the writing has changed hasn't it quite a bit um, wow. what, what, how have you seen writing change and what's what are some of the biggest changes that you've experienced, uh, over your lifetime?
1: Mm, One is in in the past, nobody ever got away with, with really awful punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's like, no, no, you really, you really need a comma there. Um, so that, that has changed, I think quite dramatically. Um, I also remember people being much more comfortable with words, comfortable with writing, um, you know, writing a, a business letter or a letter to a friend. And and I think because of texting and emailing, we've become just so rapid with it that it's kind of lost some of its soulfulness.
0: As a teacher, that's one of the things that we notice as well. Uh, over the years, it's felt like the writing performance of young people is just Declining and also just changing in general, as you mentioned the texting and the email, etc, and new types of language coming into play as well uh, and different versions of of words and we definitely as teachers notice things such as grammar becoming less uh, of a focus. And similarly with spelling, we notice a lot spelling is also less of a focus now in our instruction than it once was. Do you feel that most of these changes are due to technology or there's something else going on too in your experience?
1: Yeah. I Well, I would say it's by far mostly technology, but it's also sort of a, we've sort of excused um, sloppiness for too long. Um, I think there's, there's kind of a, you know when you when you correct something there's a feeling that if you correct somebody in writing or or in speaking that you're you're sort of being a fuss budget you're just being quote unquote just being picky and so what's what becomes the norm is doing it incorrectly because of course it's impolite to say this is the way it, <laughs> this is the correct way to say that like yeah. i notice it a lot with your welcome when they uh. <laughs> you're welcome. But if you said, no, 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 it's, you're welcome. (laughs) When writing, it's like, Oh, please, whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? uh, In my experience, there's also other things have made the addressing of these types of things more complicated, especially in education, where you spoke about you briefly mentioned inclusion as part of your vision and, and, uh, thought behind your travel writing that you are interested in doing. But teachers have to also think about culturally responsive instruction. And one of the ways that comes into play is how we treat uh, the expression of young people and oh, right. as, as they write themselves. So it's very difficult to balance the responsiveness with uh, silencing or um, you know, censoring uh, that, that can also be sometimes conveyed if you are, you know, making corrections. Uh, So do you think that that's something that you see in your, in your work as well, or what your thoughts are on Uh, just like different ways of writing?
1: You know, in a sense, like if you're on Twitter, it comes up and somebody will say something in a certain way. And I know that's just, that's just a, a cultural form of expression and it's not measured. It's when it's, clearly incorrect you know and as a teacher it's got to be incredibly tricky yeah
0: it, it really is you have my sympathy. sure sure it really is and then and then you know we also uh, engage in discourses around who gets to decide what is correct and what is incorrect and i think that right. again it, it makes things uh, very complicated, um, given the state of, of our country when it comes to uh, diversity and race relations. Uh, right. Anyway, we could come back to your your letters. So why, you know, you, you've you shared that you've been into words a lot and from as long as far as back as you can remember, h- how do you define letters? Ah,
1: I actually wrote out the definition of letters. Um, <laughs> Because it's it, it sounds like, oh, well, you know, what's a letter? Um, it is a letter is a written message can convened from one person to another through a medium. And you know, we we just think of letters as like, you know, you write a letter and you put it in the mailbox, but um if you do. But letters, I mean the first letter was written in cuneiform I and mean, it was literally chiseled and then letters were written on bark and you know it, it's evolved so yeah let, sure. a letter is writing from one person to another
0: and um, and do you do you think i mean which form of, of letters then are you most interested in preserving or you know making sure it's it is sustained
1: oh my gosh just just letters in general just just the I really want people to feel comfortable with writing letters because there are times when you have something to convey that is not gonna work in a text or an email, something that's just more personal than that. So my goal is that, that everyone have the tools to feel comfortable with writing from one person to another about things that are soulful or specific or persuasive in ways that that other ways of communicating just are um, not as effective as writing a letter.
0: Sure, Um, definitely not as personal. Um, I can relate. Um, Do you feel that this letter writing human phenomenon uh, (laughs) and experience is like dying, declining, or do you feel like it's just a different, there's different platforms to do it with?
1: You know what's what's interesting to me is that there's kind of a renaissance in young people returning to letter writing. I mean it shows up in stationery sales and you know and like I have, I have a friend who said, "Yeah, my last year my 18-year-old daughter just suddenly said, I want stationery. I want to learn how to write letters." That there's a there's a feeling, there's a new feeling of something is lost, something is missing. And I think it is that that thing that you and I were just talking about, that certain soulfulness that you don't get in any other way of writing. And that I think is a really important thing to not lose.
0: You know, it's also interesting that the medium has clearly changed. And I was of the impression anyway, at least in my experience, the feeling of holding a pen and handwriting something on a piece of paper (laughs) to me is still more personal than writing a a word processed letter on in a word document of some type uh, using a keyboard
1: yes it's one of the things that's very interesting to me is that a lot of us feel terrible about our handwriting you know it's been years since anybody was taught this the palmer method (laughs) sure and, and handwriting has, I mean, I, I'm the first to admit my penmanship is pretty rocky. And I know this for a fact, and I've said this to so many people who've said, my handwriting's terrible. I never write handwrite letters, right? Whoever receives your letter doesn't care, right? <laughs> <laughs> they really don't care. They open a mailbox and they see, wow, it's a letter from my friend. That's exciting. And they don't, nobody's going to look at your, your letter and say, Oh God, penmanship.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, nobody cares. And it is a different feeling as the writer that there's, there's a physical connection with the paper.
0: Yeah, it really is. Which brings us to our next question. You know, what do you think is the significance of letters today in 2021, given all these changes technology, um, why, in your view, letters still matter in an era of short to the point concise emails and text messaging?
1: I'll give you an example. If you're teaching, if you're teaching essay writing, you know, you're teaching how to do research and make a, a cogent persuasive argument. Right? Beginning, so- middle, and conclusion, persuasion, right? My feeling is letters are a, just a godsend tool to teachers who are teaching essay writing because the first thing you're gonna hear from students is why write essays? Who reads essays, <laughs> right? Yep. But let's say you take, let's say you're studying climate change and, and your students are gonna go off and study something about climate change, mining, um, recycling, something, right? And then say, I don't want you to write an essay. I want you to write a letter to the head of that mining company or the the recycling innovator. And I want you to write it as an essay. Start at the beginning, learn how to be polite. And then persuade, conclude, sign off. That's the power of an essay. And I can guarantee you that senator or that CEO is going to read your letter a lot more possibly a lot more likely than if you send an email cuz they mm-hmm. get mountains of email we all I mean do. I don't know what it is <laughs> I don't know what it is now but back in the day if you wrote a letter this is like this is like 4 decades ago if you wrote a letter then 3000 people thought that 3000 people tuned out of your show or hated your business or whatever it was right uh-huh. So that makes you teaching English, you teaching essay writing real. And it also makes all of that study about grammar and spelling and research and persuasion and the artful use of words tangible. You're Mm -hmm. trying to make it real. And I also guarantee that if you misspell stuff and it's sloppy and it's a crappy conclusion with no research to back it up, the research, that CEO or that senator is just gonna spin into the garbage anyway. Mm -hmm. That you now have a reason to do what you do well.
0: Yeah, a a few things that you said really kind of resonated. One is essentially the way you described letter writing is, is not much different from essay writing. It's just uh, it has a more personal connection, and it becomes more relevant if you write a letter that is persuasive than something often artificial as just an essay. <laughs> yeah, um, and that and that's really cool because you know maybe teachers who worry about because we also are sometimes feeling the pressure of having to make sure that we want to teach all types of writing, and oh right. And, and, as, and, and letters, it sounds like, could be a, a, a place where different kinds of writings can nicely, you know, come about. You can, your letter can have a narrative piece in it. Um, your letter can have an argument embedded in it. So that sounds really cool and exciting to me.
1: Yeah. It's also, it's also really an interesting way to reward somebody who's doing something good you know you find out a business that's just you're just so excited about what they're doing or how they're innovating and you just write them a quick like on a note card you write dear mr ms i so appreciate what you do thank you best regards yeah <laughs> do you know it's it sounds like well what's the big deal well if i guarantee you if you run that company and you get that little note it's golden Sure. It's, it's just, it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> I, I think any student will t- tell you the same thing when, you know, when they, when they receive a handwritten note from their teacher, I think oh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, th- thinking about that, what do you feel are the most pressing issues, challenges, or needs of, I guess, young people who are learning to be writers in, a, in an education system where letter writing in particular is kind of absent.
1: Right. Right. Well, I, th- I think it's just a lot easier to teach anything when, you know, whether it's swimming or writing or, you know, any topic, I think it's easier to teach it and to learn it if there's a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, so I would, I would build in purpose in everything that you can with writing. Um, there are just, there are so many interesting avenues with with writing. Um, one of the, you know, there are just so many things like um, anything with a purpose is is powerful. Like let's say you told all of your students, right? I, I want you to write a letter. Here are the basics of letter writing. I would like you to write a letter to somebody you deeply care about. That's it. Just, mm-hmm. just sit down in your quiet moment, write to somebody you deeply care about and say the things that you haven't said. That's writing with a purpose and it has this clear power because everybody knows somebody they haven't said that to. You know, sure. and just building in those purposes, whether it's, you know, whether it's civic duty or personal connection or, or just... You know, any kind of, I have something to say, and I can say it more powerfully if I write it well and mail
0: it. Yeah, that's really cool. Have you any ideas, uh, recommendations on how to incorporate more of this kind of letter writing exchange um, or just activities that can be friendly in this remote sort of context that teachers can do with kids?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing, you know, it, it's it's a free course. I really like. Would ardently love for teachers to use this course. It's you can find you. You see me on Instagram. <laughs> if you go to Chronicler X yeah. on Instagram and you go to Linktree, it's my course called "Finding the Lost Art." So that's Instagram Chronicler X, and then hit Linktree and find this the first course. It's eight weeks of, of just learning letter writing, everything from, from, um, thank you notes to holiday cards to, you know, I think there's a, I think there's one week where it's, you know, saying the icky things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the icky, I love you, I, all that stuff. <laughs> You're my best friend ever. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, it's literally eight weeks of a lesson plan. Um, wow on letter writing it's free please 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 use it i mean that's the reason i made it free is that i want people to feel that they can learn letter writing in a way that's fun it's easy it's not um not judgmental Hmm. it's like this is this is you it's okay to not know how to do this and it's all in templates you know Three sentences on this. It's an opening with this. It's, And then you're filling out from there. And I, I've done this deliberately to make it easy. And if it's easy for teachers, great. I that, am thrilled.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like a great resource. I'll make sure I add this resource in the notes uh, of the podcast to make sure it's accessible to people. You know, what what are your thoughts on the structured writing versus the unstructured writings? I think writing teachers in particular have debated this for many years. There's always been this debate of whether or not to teach the five paragraph essay. Uh, Some people, um, you know, tend to feel that that's an old and outdated sort of approach to writing, but many also believe that that's a fundamental skill to have as a writer. Upon which other writing habits can be built. Um, so there's always two sides to that, to that philosophical debate. What do mm-hmm. what, what you? What are? You, what's your recommendation? Because it sounded like you also have templates and things and structured types of writing in this course that we oh, can learn. Yeah, from. but
1: I mean, it's it's more like three sentences on this. It's not it's not structured that quite that carefully. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's it's a lot more freeform than that, and you know. I go back to this almost every. The, the truth is teaching essay writing is really important. The, the basics of essay writing are absolutely crucial to anything that you want to be persuasive about. And that's if you're starting a business or you're trying to persuade somebody to buy your house or whatever it is, those lessons in persuasion are absolutely essential your entire life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just suggesting that you take that form and put it into something that is purposeful. Because like when I was writing essays in high school, I just enjoyed writing them, but they sure. had no purpose. The teacher was going to read it, grade it, and it was like, might as well have been recycled.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you've mentioned some strategies already of, of how to get, you know, people to write and and feel invested in, in the writing process because it's personal and you can ask them things about, you know personal uh issues um that they might be invested in writing more about uh but we also have and see a lot more reluctant writers than we did before in the classrooms anyway um, um yeah. and and part of it is the handwriting piece but that can be mitigated you can still you know in a lot of cases offers child an opportunity to write using some form of technology to kind of mitigate that Self consciousness related to handwriting, but even then, the volume of writing feels it, it. You know, it's it's hard for a lot of children. The process of writing is hard for a lot of children. Coming up with ideas is hard. Um, there's just so many roadblocks, especially yeah. for those uh, young people who, unlike you, perhaps don't naturally feel inclined to want to. You know process their life through writing and just write as much as possible you have any ideas any additional ideas uh besides the ones you've given already to get reluctant writers to write
1: it's such an interesting idea yeah it's it's hard you know i would say start writing the way you talk because i think there's sort of a and i notice this with with people who are you know way beyond high school that there's a feeling that when they write, they freeze. And, you know, one of the things that I would suggest is when you're doing your homework, literally say it out loud while you're writing it so that you, you get rid of that idea, that frozenness of I'm writing now, I need to be in a different brain. Because you don't. You just need mm-hmm. to, instead of saying it out, you know, over time, instead of saying it out loud, you say it on paper. And I think... We we get a little frozen with oh it's writing now it's permanent it's not just in the
0: air. <laughs> Surely it's intimidating.
1: Yes, it's intimidating. So you know, or, or even make do a voice memo and then dictate it. You know, play it back and write it out so that you see this is just words. This is just me talking or writing. It's words.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's part of one one of the things to, to solve is how do you create a culture, whether it's a classroom culture or a larger culture, uh, where the things that make the writing intimidating are no longer as powerful, right? Uh, and, and one, uh, you know, I'm wondering, like, <clears throat> what are some of those things? And off the top of my head, it's like, how we treat the writing of, of young people when they do write? And what we do with it, and how you know, it's like a precious, personal thing that someone has produced. How we respond to that is, is gonna play a role in whether or not someone's gonna want to keep writing or stop writing.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's also you know when you speak, you're not being graded. Um,
0: <laughs> sure. Right.
1: And there, I'm sure that's part of the frozenness of, and grading. So. You know, you might want to do an exercise where you say, I want you to just write what you're thinking. I want you to just sit down and write, you know, next three minutes, we're going to do nothing but write a number. You just write whatever comes into your head, all right?
0: Yeah.
1: Physically write. Just keep writing.
0: And, you know, this often- then
1: say, and then say, okay, tear up that piece of paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because then they've physically written, right? But it's not going to be graded.
0: Right. I think grading can cause a lot of harm in that way. Um, Yeah, but but that's a great idea. I I also wondered while you were sharing, you know, about letters and, and your interest in them, that perhaps one way to realize that you can also write letters, for example, is by reading some letters. So you must have read a lot of letters what what are some letters that uh perhaps you feel like are interesting to read for teachers in particular or just in general uh that maybe young kids would enjoy reading as well
1: well this you know any anything that's like (laughs) this is i would really recommend whatever you're teaching in history go to that person's letters you're you're teaching about world war ii it's churchill's letters or it's eisenhower's letters you know it's that's an incredible resource and they're really easily available one of the things that has intrigued me recently i just listened to um brian kilmeade's book um audiobook of course (laughs) (laughs)
0: um
1: (laughs) uh, it's it's called what george washington's secret six and All of that connection, all of the spying during the American Revolution, that these six people pulled was entirely in letters, coded letters, and Hmm. and that the only reason this history worked out is George Washington saved the letters, and it's it's just mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah, those are and it's very exciting. I mean, you are seeing how the American revolution was one because the truth is we should have been skunked by the British. (laughs) You know, that's exciting. It's exciting to see that kind of power that somebody wrote a letter and it changed, literally changed history. And that's certainly not the only time.
0: Sure. And I wonder how many of the more recent leaders that we have known have letters that are also publicly available that we can find on the web and and check them out
1: absolutely especially high school students i would say find me three letters that were written by gandhi or or mandela or yeah and read them in class and that's not hard that's not hard duty you look really smart reading that stuff
0: (laughs) yeah that's definitely not uh, hard i think it's you know there's also been a, a bigger focus in schools around reading nonfiction lately and reading these letters, they're both historical, you know, and, and, and nonfiction that, that could be really powerful. Is there anything about the travel letters that you're about to begin writing? Or I don't know if you're already writing that you'd like to share with us?
1: I would like to know if there's any interest in teachers actually getting letters that they could then use in
0: class. If you're asking me, 100, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know I would like. I'm personally very interested in you know um, sharing letters and and using those as as texts that we read in class together. Um, right. You know, especially teachers who are both teachers of writing, but also teachers of history. Right. Um, I think that's it's a great resource because we're always looking for primary sources to to uh, teach students and having letters can be a really wonderful resource that we could use. Great. That's wonderful.
1: All right. I'll get on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you should definitely get on it. I think it's a great yeah, it's a great it's a great resource to have. And and, and the number one thing that I, I find that both reading, writing and social studies teachers uh, are often looking for art texts that they could read. You would guess that there's a lot of texts available on the web. Yes, there are, but they're not always um, the right text or appropriate for okay. what you're trying to teach or, or or learn. So having another resource that specializes in a, a particular genre of writing can be really, it'll be really welcomed.
1: Yeah. Well, find, finding those things on the web is... Um in my observation, not even close to what's in print. I mean, you can find entire books of letters that were written by Churchill and it's just not even close. One of the things too, that this is a separate point, sorry to drag this out, but one of the things that I have found really incredibly fascinating is not just the letters from the leaders of an era, but the letters from the people. For example, The letters from the letters home from Civil War soldiers are incredible. I mean, they're just, they're so soulful and real and they're very literate. Um, So, yeah, it's, oh my gosh, I, I get so excited thinking about these letters. <laughs> Just such a wonderful resource.
0: They really are. And, and this has been such a thought provoking uh, conversation. So thank you for bringing these ideas to us. I'm sure I know I will benefit from exploring this a little bit more, both personally and professionally. So I really appreciate this conversation. Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, have a wonderful day. Thank you.